0: Well, our correspondent in Gaza, Rushdie Abu Alouf, has also been reporting that there have been multiple airstrikes overnight, and they are also hitting the territory's southern area, where, for many days now, Gazans were told by Israel that they had to evacuate from the north and go south, where they would be safer. This is the latest update from southern Gaza, from Rushdie Abu Alouf.
1: We have seen five, six airstrikes around the Yunis area, One of them was very close to the hospital here. A house was was hit here with two people uh, killed uh, uh, overnight. The uh, health official uh, said about 82 people were killed uh, over in multiple strikes uh, overnight. With the uh, uh, number should be, uh, now they are collecting the uh, uh, numbers uh, of airstrikes, the number of people dead. We know that yesterday the largest number of people died in one day. 700 people were killed yesterday. And we will see today how things are going. But the people are not suffering only from death and airstrikes. They are suffering from uh, uh, all the essential uh, 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 life-saving issues, water, electricity. Uh, Here in the hospital, they don't have blood. They don't have uh, uh, saving life kits. They don't have fuel. And they said If we keep like this, this is the largest medical center that serving half the population might be stopped very soon.
0: And that is the situation in southern Gaza, across the Gaza Strip on day 19 of this war, where fuel is a matter of growing urgency. Another focus of the past 24 hours has been Israel's fury about comments made by the U.N. Secretary-General Antonio Guterres at a meeting of the U.N. Security Council in New York. He told the table that Hamas attacks in southern Israel had not happened, in his words, in a vacuum. The Times of Israel is reporting that the Israeli government may now withhold visas from U.N. officials in retaliation. Listen to a bit of what Mr. Guterres had to say in New York.
1: The attacks by Hamas did not happen in a vacuum. The Palestinian people have been subjected to 56 years of suffocating occupation. Their hopes for a political solution to their plight have been vanishing. But the grievances of the Palestinian people cannot justify the appalling attacks by Hamas and those appalling attacks cannot justify the collective punishment of the Palestinian people. I don't know. I I
0: can't see that. The UN Secretary General Antonio Guterres, who also told both sides that they had to be mindful of international humanitarian law. That both sides had to be mindful of keeping civilians out of harm's way. In a moment we'll hear from a senior advisor to Israel's Prime Minister. But first let's look at the fuel situation and the growing urgency to get more into Gaza. We've been speaking to Juliet Tuma. She's a spokesperson for UNRWA and she gave us more details about how desperate the situation is needed in terms of fuel
2: we need that shipment to come in like now now because we are running out of fuel and we need it for the resumption of our humanitarian operation across the Gaza Strip. UNRWA needs fuel because we have not received any shipments of fuel since the 7th of October. The fuel that we desperately need will be used by UNRWA for things like UN cars, UN trucks, and uh, that are currently delivering the very little supplies that we have in Gaza to people in need. We have 600,000 people in UN schools and other shelters. We are giving wheat flour to bakeries so that people can have bread to eat. This is how the, the fuel be, will be used for. UNRWA will use it for those purposes, for humanitarian purposes. It's life saving. What I know is that there are uh, efforts at the highest level to make sure that fuel comes to UNRWA to Gaza today because if it doesn't come today, if it does not come today, then we are going to be put in a very difficult situation where we're going to have to make the decision over a reduction of a humanitarian operation, which is uh, one of the largest we have ever undertaken in the history of UNRWA because we have 600,000 people who depend on UNRWA and our assistance.
0: Julia Tuma, who's the spokesperson for UNRWA, the main Palestinian main agency taking care of Palestinian refugees in Gaza, and her call for urgently needed fuel is being repeated by the heads of U.N. agencies, all of the heads of U.N. agencies, as well as major charities working in the Gaza Strip. Well, Israel has been pushing back against claims that there is a fuel shortage and also pushing back against the comments of the U.N. Secretary-General. A short time ago, I spoke to. Mark Regev, he's a senior advisor to the Israeli Prime Minister. He's also a former Israeli ambassador to the United Kingdom. And I first asked him about Israel's furious reaction to the comments made by the Secretary General.
3: Well, of course, we heed what, what President Biden and our other friends are saying. Of course, Israel works within the framework of international law. Of course, Israel wants to minimize harm to the civilian population of Gaza. Of course, we are targeting Hamas and not Gaza's civilians. But, but when when people are saying it's the same, that when a, a civilian is inadvertently caught up in the crossfire between us and Hamas, that's the same as butchering, as raping, uh burning children alive, the, the sort of things, Hamas, that there is no symmetry. Uh, the German chancellor, when he was here a few days ago, he made a comparison between uh, uh, Hamas and the Nazis. Uh, uh, world leaders have said they're like ISIS, worse than ISIS, because ISIS didn't and burn children alive. ISIS didn't do the sort of atrocities that Hamas committed, and yet the Secretary General is is saying it's a clean playing field. Sorry, it's not a clean playing field. There there is a clear uh, aggressor here, a clear victim here, and Israel was attacked unprovoked. There is no justification, and that is what should be expected of the leader of the, the largest and most important international organization.
0: I also asked Mark Gregg whether there was any possibility that Israel would allow that fuel to be allowed to enter Gaza.
3: We're uh, uh, helping to bring in water, uh, food and medicine. Uh, Fuel is problematic because fuel is what Hamas wants for its war machine, uh, for its rockets, for its tunnels, underground terror network. And we'll be fighting that terror network shortly. And so we need... We need to uh, make sure they don't get the fuel for their, for their military machine. Uh, I tell you, and I know for a fact, there are some, there are hundreds of thousands of litres of petrol of fuel inside the Gaza Strip as we speak. Hamas has it. Surely Hamas can release some of that for Gaza's hospitals.
0: Now a war of words over fuel and over this conflict. Let's get another perspective. We're joined now by Nasser al kudwa He's a former Foreign Affairs Minister in the Palestinian Authority. He joins us now from Marseille in France. Nasser al kudwa you have seen over many years the kind of tensions uh, which erupt at the UN Security Council, but the kind of tensions and accusations which were exchanged last night, have you ever seen that level of tension?
4: Unfortunately, no. I haven't seen that level of aggressiveness, of rudeness, of arrogance by the Israeli officials, including Mr. Ardan, the ambassador there. It's unbelievable. I mean, unheard of. What was said by the Secretary General of the United Nations should be understood as something said by the the man who represents the international community, by the man who embodies international law, by the man that should be respected. And reaction like that is just unbelievable. Of course, the Israelis here are counting on the unlimited support and protection by uh, some countries like the United States and some other Western countries. And that should stop and should stop immediately because this is the beginning of different behavior by the Israelis.
0: Mark Regev, the Israeli senior adviser to the Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu, was very, very critical of what he saw as a symmetry between the State of Israel and Hamas, which is regarded as a terrorist organization by many Western states, including the United Kingdom. Do you also believe that you simply cannot establish a symmetry there?
4: What he said was wrong because the Secretary General and I and others are not trying to put the equation Israel versus Hamas. It's Israel versus millions of Palestinian civilians that are dying by unlimited numbers, by, by the thousands, every, every day and that has to stop. I mean, this man, Regev, is saying that, yes, of course, we are abiding by international material law, but then you see massacres every day. I mean, there is nothing like that. And unfortunately, until now, some of the players are playing by the Israeli rules, for instance. Now, the Israelis closed the borders. They prevented the entry of all essential needs for the uh, uh, civilian population. And what we see is not that a, a clear position that Israel has to stop that, that to reverse that. It's something like, okay, let's get inside, not maybe 20 trucks, maybe we need 30 trucks, think, things like that. That does not work. I mean, the Israelis have to be confronted and to be confronted on the basis of international law, on the, on the basis of international consensus that they need to change their position and they need to change their behavior. Otherwise, we are all going towards unprecedented catastrophe
1: in the region.